Hey, guess what? I just got some incredible news. My Richard Prince audio is here, and I'm going to share it with you, the listener. Why? Because I've been interested in Richard Prince's art for years and years, over 20 years, maybe longer. And I've always admired the way that Richard Prince can take a photograph from something like an old magazine, crop it, repurpose it, take something that's like Pulp Fiction and paint the cover of it, like the nurse paintings, for example. I've also had uh, curatorial experiences with members of Sonic Youth. Like if you watch the documentary that I made, you'll see Lee Ronaldo in it. And um, of course, Richard Prince did the Sonic Youth, uh, Sonic Nurse album cover, and uh, many other contemporary artists collaborated with Sonic Youth. But that's another story. Um, other than that aspect of Richard Prince, uh, his Instagram stuff, I followed. And, you know, it's such, he has, does such a wide variety of different things, photography, um, sculpture. Uh, I encountered him in New York a few times in person. Uh, and I've followed Richard Prince on and off for many, many, many years for different reasons. In any case, um, the following audio is some earlier audio and I hope you enjoy it on this episode of the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast featuring Noah Becker your host usually I say I'm your host Noah Becker but we're mixing it up tonight a little bit we have some interesting guests coming up on the podcast tomorrow Um, someone who you guessed it, comes out of the crypto NFT world, but um, they're buying physical contemporary art. Um, Oh, there's so much going on, you wouldn't even believe it. So watch this spot, but enjoy the next conversation with Richard Prince. Well, I don't know too much about the house yet, except... It, it does have to do with the fact that it's not a gallery and it's not a museum. And I'm not going into an existing gallery that, 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 that a show just came down. And that after my show, another show will go up. I'm not like bullied into a space. And it's my space, it's my house. And it's about, um, it's about, an, you know, it's about a series of rooms um, so I can separate. Um, certain types of visual information, uh, room to room. I can have a full room, I can have an empty room. And I want it to be in a house uh, simply because a lot of the stuff that's going to get into the house belongs in a, you know, a lot of my stuff, um, um, the way it's going to be, the way I like to like arrange a lot of the work of my, is, is it's, it's not, it's kind of casual. You know, it, it looks like um, 
It's a lot like my studio. And that's the way I see. I see I see my work around other other stuff like like the flooring material, the, the furniture. Um, uh, you know, um, there's going to be other work, other people's work in in the house, which couldn't exist in in, in one of my shows. Uh, there's going to be, you know, like uh, a room of. Uh, There'll probably be books in the house that I'll buy specifically for the house that have to do with the fact that they're bought in L.A. There'll be music in the house. There'll be everything in the house that usually exists in the house. There'll be a messy room. Um, there'll be a bedroom, maybe a kid's room. I don't know. But um, again, I, I don't know how to talk about it other than the fact that it is a house. And that also includes the outside be cars in the driveway, there'll be some hoods lying around the yard. Um, I get a chance to sort of make, I, I sort of, in a way, the house gives me, it's sort of like the, like a, my, one of my books. That's probably the best way to explain it. I get to do kind of in three dimension what I can do in a book. You know, what I can do when I put together all my photographs and, and put them side by side and put them into a book. I can do three dimensionally in a house, I think. And that's the simplest way to explain it. It's one piece. It's just one thing that, uh, and again, it's like an ongoing. It's 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 for the for the amount of time that it's there, it can be changed. It's, an, it's not a set thing like in a gallery. You go in and you put, you know, you've got eight paintings or eight drawings or eight photos. You put them up on the wall, and you pretty much arrange them with with the dealer or whatever. And then, this is my thing. This is my arrangement, or you know, it can be someone someone else can come in and arrange a room. Someone else can come in and find something. I mean, it's it's pretty much left up. I mean, it can be it can be very spontaneous. Uh, we can have multiple openings. We, there can be five people can come over one night, and the next day it can change, and ten people can come over the next day, and it can change again. Um, things can be added. Things can be taken away from day to day. Um, and I think that, that the dynamics of the space is interesting to me because of the fact that there's real rooms. You know, usually houses that are built with, you know, there's a big room, which is the living room, and then there's a modest-sized room, which is the dining room, and then there's the kitchen, and then there's these series of bedrooms. And I like that idea of um, using those rooms, uh, those, the scale of those rooms in order to, you know, install. And it's about making work specifically for the house that's not art, necessarily, but almost like a prop. You know, like the paintings that you saw me make today were like, like these boxers. They're just prop paintings, they're not for, you know, they're just sort of like um, something that um, some kid might have found in a store and thought that was kind of, hey, that's great, let me take it home and put it up on my wall. For no other reason than he liked, you know, what it, you know, the visual, the light, he kind of responded to it visually. You know. It's going to be basically, um, someone could live there, I suppose. I might live there for a little while, I don't know about that. I wanted just a single, generic, 
ranch house, you know, the first one, with a garage. I just think that it's just a, 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 you know, kind of a non-specific, um, you know, one of these tract houses. You know, not not. It's not a. Um, it's not like a, a specially designed. Um, I mean, the house is. Um, I don't know. It's not a colonial. It's not a ranch. It's not a neutre. It's not any. It's not a special place. Could be a type of house that is associated with a certain class, but I don't think that's it. Um, I think this house was available, and it was one story with a garage, and it was near the, it was in, in proximity of, of, you know, it, may, it, it was, I think it was mostly to do with availability, and that it was, it just sort of looked like, yeah, I could, I could deal with this house. You know, I plan to do, you know, seven houses, across, you know, in different parts of the country. So this is the first one, and it's total. You know, it's experiment. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. So it's I, I can't. I didn't. We didn't want to buy it. Just leased it for three months. I don't know. I don't know if I thought about. Well, I certainly didn't think about the rest of my life. I didn't think about. I don't know if I. And if I did, I don't remember if I did. Um, you know, I, th I, th I pretty much think, I pretty much thought like I, I, like I think today. I think like day to day, week to week. I don't think year to year. I don't think month to month. I don't really plan. didn't really have a plan then. I don't really have a plan now. I didn't have much of a, you know, it wasn't about, um, it was more about getting through a certain amount of time like next couple of days or the next week um, and there was something that um, about trying to do something that uh, that was um, that was always a little different from I mean, I remember having that feeling. I always wanted to do something a little different, if it was possible. Um, and I think that I think out of those, out of that experience of um, of you know working, not having a studio, not having the means, and sort of having to sort of been worked with a camera um, out of that came you know and out of the uh, out of the idea of uh, having to kind of you know experiment not not having the idea of making finished work or the idea of ever showing it I mean I, I remember that there was never an idea to, to actually have a show or there was no such thing as a gallery in in my I mean I, I never thought about actually um, completing that much. That seemed to be something associated with someone else or someone who was established or someone who was much older than I was. Um, 
I sort of took advantage of uh, the fact that uh, no one was looking at what I was doing. No one, no one knew, so I could, pro you know, do pretty much what I wanted. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of it until I really got here. I was aware of it only through, you know, the few magazines. I wasn't, since I didn't, uh, I mean, it was a different, um, when I first came to New York, I didn't really know anybody. Um, and so it took me a while to find out what was sort of going on. Or, I knew what was happening musically more than I knew what was happening in, in the art world, but it, I didn't really, I wasn't that serious about playing music. But that's how I sort of supported myself in the beginning. But uh, mostly I, it was, um, you know, visually, the visual arts to me was what I wanted to, uh, it's the discipline I wanted to be involved in, I suppose. So as far as being influenced, uh, what was going on? Um, I think it was more like the way the minimalists worked that I was in, that I was influenced by. Um, I mean, the idea that uh, you know you 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 didn't carve a rock, you 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 sort of picked one out and placed it or arranged it, or you didn't. Uh, I mean, the idea that you didn't need a studio, the idea that you didn't. Uh, need to uh, uh, the the handiwork or the or the the uh, the sense of the hand wasn't necessarily there um, or at least that's what I remember um, I was I was re I was pretty um, I remember being pretty impressed by some of Carl Andre's work um, and, and Judd's work, and I was, and I liked, I liked some of the work that um, Heiser did and, and Smithson did. I mean, I liked that. I mean, I liked. I thought that that approach to working was very different from what I had uh, um, had gone on before. You know, in terms of just how to make work. So, I mean, it seemed to me much more um, inclusive. It seemed to be more spontaneous. It seemed to be any time, any place, anywhere, under any circumstances, that kind of thing. Um, and, and it's funny, too, because I have nothing, you know, the way I approach my work now is completely the opposite. I mean, I have a studio, I mean, I work in a studio. I realized that, that that wasn't, in the end, a way of working for me. Um, although maybe, you know, going out and doing this house is something, that has something to do with it, but I like, I like that idea of, uh, that kind of site-specific work that Smithson did, and that idea of him going into, you know, places in New Jersey and 
Um, it's it's sort of like uh, not that different from the mobility of say a musician has. Um, and I always thought that uh, I was always impressed by the fact of um, by not having been tied down by a studio uh, or making work in a studio. I always thought that that increased um, one's chances and um, one, you know it, it you know the emphasis was on more of the conceptual the thinking side and that you know the means weren't as important as the end I mean it was almost any means um, it was the end that was important so I think that uh, that got me to th that got me into like um, using the camera I mean as as a uh, as an instrument you know the way I approached using a camera was like I was playing the camera I mean it was it was a tool that uh, provided mobility and uh, it just seemed to me like an instrument that could be played and uh, so I I, I I got into it in a way in which um, it turned out to be like this kind of electronic thing. And it turned into an electronic scissor. And uh, I approached it conceptually. I mean, I thought about it in ways in which, let's say, a, a photographer didn't. Since I didn't really know anything about it, it gave me a certain amount of freedom. I mean, I've talked about it before as... Um, Kind of like when a guy picks up, you know, the, what was around then, what was called garage bands. You know, people picked up guitars, and within six days they were in a band. Well, I did the same thing with a with a camera. I didn't know anything about it, but because I didn't really know anything about it, it gave me a certain amount of freedom because um, my pictures came out different. Um, and I think that when I started pointing them at out of the pictures, that's when things started happening for me. Yeah, I, I got a job pretty much after I, about two years or a year and a half after I came here. Uh, luck, you know, just a guy called me up and said, Do you want to, there's a job working in the bookstore at Time Life, and I started there, and then I went up to a place called Tear Sheets. And I started tearing up the magazines, and that's how that started. You know, I think looking at certain types of pictures all day. And... Um, I was just tearing up the magazine page by page and giving the uh, copy, the editorial copy to the people who wrote the copy. They were called hard copies. Um, and then I was left with the rest of the magazine, which was the advertisement section. So I just started, uh, you know, taking advantage of the time. And I turned a little, uh, my, you know, I turned a little storeroom into a kind of a lunchtime studio and started photographing. Um, these pictures. Uh, I had been, um, since I'd been photographing almost everything that I did, um, little arrangements that I'd make in my studio, little little things that I would come upon when I was out in my car, um, as evidence, as a record, I started pointing them at the uh, pictures. Um, and it got... Uh, to a point where 
um, one day, you know, there were so many, I mean, there was patterns. I started recognizing these patterns um, in the advertising pictures, these, you know, these kinds of, uh, even though I knew that they were fictions, they began to look like non-fiction to me. Well, I knew that they were, they looked like a film, so I knew they were set up exactly what they were for, these pictures were meant for, but they turned it, you know, they seemed to be, it seemed to me when you kind of isolated them and, and, and out, of, out of a context, they could, they could, they suggested something else, which was um, some kind of like what I've referred to as some sort of social science fiction, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed to me uh, something that uh, I responded to very instinctively. Uh, and I think that it grew up, grew out of um, you know, a kind of a, a traditional uh, association that artists have for visual information, especially when it's in, when that information comes from a public forum, whether it be uh, de Kooning taking the T-square from the Camel, or Warhol, or Rauschenberg, or uh, Lichtenstein's. I mean, there's a whole, um, I think there's a whole relationship that artists have toward that type of visual information that that seems to kind of make some kind of strange sense to them and I think the I think advertising pictures uh, were something that uh, since I was left that's what that was the part of the magazine I was left with after the end of the day it it just seemed to uh, you know make sense that I uh, start recording them. I didn't know at the time exactly what was going on or what I was doing. Well, I think I was attracted to the unreality of them. The fact that they were, that they, that they lacked a certain content. Um, but they certainly looked as if they meant something. You know, looking and taking a picture of these advertisements had nothing to do with making comments or, 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 or deconstructing. I didn't really know anything about or care anything about what the implications behind advertising. I mean, it seemed to me that these images uh, in reality were just, you know, I mean, I knew what they were for. They were to sell a product. I mean, it didn't make any difference to me. It wasn't, it wasn't an investigation or anything like that. I happened to um, have the ability to believe in what was less than true, uh, an ability to disassociate its original meaning. Uh, if in fact there was an original meaning. And I have the, um, they reminded me of film stills. I think that's, that's one thing I remember. Like the couples and, and, and the single man looking in one direction. They seem to take on a kind of uh, unreal real, like what I've called a virtuoso real to me. And uh, that's why I took, I would try to find more than one. It was almost like I had a if there was more than one, if there was two or three or four, then it made it, made it look more real, as if something was really happening. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's about finding 
I think it's about, you know, you just recognize something. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. artists do. I mean, I think, I don't think there's any difference um, between what most artists do in the end anyhow. Whether it's, whether it's Corot or Duchamp or Frangelico or, or uh, Jacques-Louis David, Monet. I think that, um, you know, whether it's uh, found or recognized, I mean, found or recognized or, or um, I don't really look for certain images and certain images aren't, they just, um, you know, I just look at the magazines. I like looking at magazines. I like, there's a lot of, you know, if, if, you know, if you're looking at still, if you want to look at a lot of still images in a day, you know, the magazine is a good place to look, I guess. And there was a lot of, um, there was something about magazines that are, you know, contemporary. You know, they come out every week. So there's, there's a kind of a newness about them. My first house. First, yeah. First house. Called first house. I think so. Okay. Well, that's fine. I was looking through. Yeah, first house. Hey, when did you put that uh, picture back in the? Oh, you missed the big moment. The first piece of art yesterday. When was that? Yesterday. Yesterday, huh? Stretched it, put it up. In the afternoon. And that's gonna stay there? Absolutely. It's the only thing that's going in my house. <laughs> you missed it. That's the only piece of art? No. Be more. Why did you uh, choose that one to go in that room? It fit. It just fit the whole <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream the other night about it going in that wall. Oh, this is um, Sonic Youth. Here I have the keys right here. This is a great fucking song. I want to get back to that question about, you know, the comparison, and because I, I really think that whether it's already made, you know, my my photographs weren't already, you know, they weren't photographs in the beginning. They were pages, of, they were they were magazine pages, so they they're not they weren't already made. And so, but I'm I'm saying that there is there is, I guess what I'm trying to say is. Uh, I don't think this is a difference between Corot, Warhol, Duchamp, Man Ray, Bunuel, de Kooning, Rauschenberg, Johns. I, I I just don't see the differences. I don't I don't really think about them. Well, then I I, I basically. Um, 
I, I, I pointed, you know, I got a camera and I took a picture of, of a magazine page. Um, I had a 35 millimeter camera and I got it developed into a slide and I blew it up. I took it to a commercial lab and blew it up. And what I was, I, I think the, one of the first images I took was a, of a couple. It was a very ordinary looking couple. And it was the type of picture that had no text. You didn't know what they were advertising, you know. Um, it was a big enough picture that I could f film it with a 35 millimeter lens. And I thought that um, the transfer from a magazine page to a real photograph was, was uh, something that um, was quite startling. It was an image, it was definitely a um, photograph. I mean, it was, I made an exposure. And there was something about looking through the lens at this still image. Something was there, something was happening, something was new to me. It seemed to satisfy the needs that I had at the time about what I needed to do to make art. Um, those paintings will go up. Uh -huh. I mean, basically, we're just getting rid of hang, hang stuff and lean stuff against the wall. Uh -huh. We're going to put down some canvas, some drop cloths on the floor, and uh, that's our next. Our next uh, all the floors will be covered in canvas, like my studio. Mm -hmm. um, I brought some with me, and then we'll just buy some. And once that's done, uh, maybe that'll be done by Saturday. I think. Mm -hmm. So you're going to hang it like a joke? Yeah, it's a, it's a white painting. I did all these white paintings. Um, and uh, buy some books for the house. Some magazines, you know, just stuff like sort of replicate my studio mm -hmm. in a way. I guess in the end, the reason why I, I, I chose the advertising pictures is because they didn't have an, off, an author. They weren't some, I didn't associate them with somebody's picture. I think that was the primary reason. Okay. So, so, I mean, you could talk, they didn't seem to have a future, they didn't seem to have a past. And I wasn't too sure about, you know, if they had a, in their presence, there was not much of a presence either. So then, um, how did the work progress from the point that you took the, the picture of the couple? Well, then I, I, then I started um, taking, I, I started trying to find other similar pictures, because I felt a need that, to prove that, that this, in fact, existed. So it was sort of like, um, you know, if you didn't believe one, maybe you'd believe four. Um, and I was interested in the, 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 you know, photography's natural abilities, that people believe, tended to believe a photograph rather than a painting. Um, and that's why it was important that it was a photograph. It was a real photograph. And I think there was a disorientation when first people, I mean, it was literally a photograph. And I liked the literalness of it. Um, and, and that seemed to be, get canceled out because it was, it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was still in the end not a photograph, and it was a photo. I mean, it was all these kinds of uh, um, it seemed to it seemed to be like you know it's something that really could be couldn't really be talked about. It seemed to be like an end game. Um, 
and therefore, you know, um, a fairly modern thing in terms of um, the exp you know, trying to explain. I mean, I, 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 you can, I mean, I could only talk about it factually. I could certainly talk about what it was. And, and I, I could, you know, point to it and say this is a, a photograph of, a, of an advertisement that, that was once a picture on a magazine page. Um, but yet when you came upon, when you came, when you saw it, when we finally saw it, it was, uh, I mean, I presented it as a normal photograph, you know, inside of a man on a frame on a, on a gallery wall. And that was it. I mean, I thought it was, uh, and it seemed the end to me. You know, it seemed like a kind of a final thing to me. Um, it seemed like a complete, there was a completeness about it that I liked, that you couldn't really go any farther with it. Um, and there was a certain kind of trouble. I mean, not only was the subject matter troublesome, I mean, it wasn't the most aesthetic stuff to look at. It wasn't the nicest or the prettiest and most beautiful. Um, and, and I think that it had, it had that It had this kind of delayed density that when you saw it, you, you, you didn't quite, you, you looked at it and you saw that it was a photograph, but you knew that, that you knew that I didn't take it in the end. Somehow, you didn't, you knew it, you just, and that's what was kind of disturbing about it. Um, and I think that, in fact, no one had really done that. And anybody, I mean, it was a very simple thing to do. To, you know, to simply, you know, to do what I did was extremely simple in a way, but very, but in the end, um, it took quite a while to get there to do it. It took all those, uh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through what it took to take it, but in the end, I just think that was, it was quite a, dis it was quite disorienting. I mean, this kind of very simple act of looking through and using the camera as an electronic scissor. It was no longer a collage. I mean, it kind of destroyed both the history of collage, I suppose, or, or added on to it, and it kind of destroyed photography. Because um, it was almost like photography now is typed, you know, and, and I think it it hits upon like what's going on like even 20, I mean I did that what, 13, 14, 15 years ago and it hits upon like virtual, I mean it hits upon everything that's going on in terms of computer generated imagery or, or virtual reality, I mean it, it really, it's like, it's not that different, except I simply did it with an everyday, you know, camera.
I think I was aware that it was, you know, the implications was that it was, that it was a kind of an interesting thing that happened, yeah. And did other people notice this at the time? Yeah, a few people did, but not many. I mean, it wasn't, I think the subject matter, and I think my, uh, held it back a little bit. I mean, I think that, um, I don't think anybody, you know, I think that, uh, I think there were a few people who, who kind of got into it. Not that many. I mean, I had a hard time bringing it around, showing it to people. This is what I did. I mean, the initial reaction was like, wasn't that? Well, they didn't know. I mean, there wasn't such a thing as photography then. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, they didn't really know what the process was. They didn't kind of understand it. I think the people who were already established didn't particularly go for it, but the people who weren't who were like me, they went for it right away, you know. I mean, it was the same thing, people who, you know, you took, I remember taking it around to established galleries, and they didn't particularly like it. Yeah, there was some, like, someone, yeah, but it wasn't someone else's photograph, that was just, that was part of the, the point, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anybody's image, really. Well, that's when it got into, like, uh, I just decided to move on to other parts of the magazine. Um, Originally. Yeah, originally it was just the advertisements, and uh, then I decided that uh, I could, uh, I got into like doing the gangs, and, and that, that was just, again, assembling, instead of having, you know, a whole show, like a, like, like I had a whole show of cowboys, and a whole show of entertainers and sunsets, and but I didn't think I could have a whole show of just girlfriends. I didn't think it would be enough, so I thought it would be too, I don't know, there was something about it at the time. I didn't think it would work. So I got into, um, and I was looking, and it was also, there was too much I was looking at. And I wanted to have a show of it all at the same time. So what I came up with was, um, I took, um, you know, nine slides and, and taped them together and just, Gang them together and made a, that's that's uh, that was a laboratory term and made a negative and blew them up on the same piece of paper, which actually did two things. It, it enabled me to look at more types of pictures, and it also enabled me to. Uh, it, it sort of returned the uh, uh, image to its actual original size. That I found in the magazine. So uh, you got this kind of. Um, you get, you know, instead of having uh, nine single pictures, you had nine pictures on a single piece of paper. Did and so uh, I could have, I could have, you know, like a whole show of like, <clears throat> almost like in one small area. No, I actually think that's when people started getting it finally. I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, once I got into like that type of subject, I think it was also just the move to that subject matter. Um, I started getting involved in, you know, photographing the entire magazine, and particular magazines. So, and 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 ganging ganging them together enabled me to do that. I, I and I didn't have to like, uh, as I say, I didn't have to have a whole show. You know, I didn't have to have a whole show of just like surfer waves. It wouldn't it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have worked. But I could have a I could I could, I could still show it within a. 
And I, I think all the all the mag. I mean, I was just I was ready at that time to like look at the entire magazine, but I didn't have a way of photographing them in any until I came up with the gang. I started using uh, all every magazine. I used every magazine that was out there. I mean, that was the landscape. That's what I, I mean. That's why I don't. You know, getting back to that thing about Duchamp or or Warhol or 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 de Kooning or anybody who used their subject matter from a public forum. I mean, we all, I mean, it's, it's all, it's all like, um, I, I think that for a lot of artists, it, it comes, it starts out there and comes in. It doesn't start in and goes out. I mean, I think that's, the, that's the difference. And, uh, I think it's, um, it's okay to have that comparison with those artists. <clears throat> it's either one. I mean, there's not that many choices. It either starts out there and comes in, or starts in and goes out. Um, so you you know, it's inevitable that you're going to be. Uh, um, I th I think that also that's. I don't know why artists are afraid to be compared to other artists either. I've never understood. I mean, I th I think that there's a kind of um, I think it's silly not to be compared to. And I think it's like. I mean, I think it's okay to be, in the tradition of some other artist too. By that time, I'd gone out of the room. I'd left Time Life, and I started it to do the uh, the gangs, and then I started to do, uh, let me see what happened. I started uh, looking at the entire magazine, and then I noticed the, the cartoons in the magazines. So I thought that was another subject matter I should, you know, look into, and that's, I started, but instead of photographing the cartoons, I decided to draw them, because they were drawn in the beginning. And so that got me started with the cartoons, and that led into the jokes. And uh, I did the cartoons in 85 out in California, and I, I drew them. Um, just because, like the, pho like the photographs, um, I just want to sort of uh, present them as naturally as they first appeared. That's all I was really interested in. So I thought that the cartoon should be drawn, but I was calling the cartoons jokes, and I realized that was wrong. So <clears throat> if I was going to call them jokes, I should just do the the jokes. So I dropped the cartoon, and I did the, just concentrated on the punchline. And then I started from that idea. I started looking at joke magazines, and concentrated on just doing jokes. And I reset the jokes in type the way they first appeared, and started to like. Uh, I first wrote them out by hand. Um, that was about 86, and I sort of, that was the other, that was, I, I felt that even though the cartoons had a certain significance for me uh, in terms of changing and getting back into drawing, I really wanted to draw something. I mean, I felt by 86, I felt that uh, that's when the whole idea of uh, approaching um, the way of doing something I wanted to change, so I really wanted to draw. And I like certain styles, certain cartoonist styles, so I started like looking at for certain styles and I, and I, I just like drawing them.
My brother just married a two-headed lady. Is she pretty, you ask? Well, yes and no. Well, that's a pretty good job. And I like the way they looked after I drew them. But I was calling them jokes, and I knew that that was wrong. Someone pointed out to me that they were cartoons. And I said, yeah, you're right. So then I, that's when I started dropping the, the actual cartoon. I concentrated on the punchline, and then I started just writing out punchlines by hand. And that, to me, was, again, like returning to the first, like re-photographing the uh, photographs. Like ref I mean, it was really a beginning again. Just, it was about the simplest thing I could have done. I mean, it was also, again, trying to, um, I drew them out on little pieces of paper. <clears throat> and that was what my art came, you know, and that was my art. I mean, just drawing, you know, just handwritten hand jokes. So I did that for a while, and that, of course, didn't get me too far. But that was, that was also met with a certain kind of like um, difference, indifference, or di it created a difficulty. You know, because they were, they were so modest at the time. And this was like 86, 87. To, to call someone in and say, this is what you did, I mean, it was just, you know, it was either pencil or pen on, on little pieces of paper. Um, but from that, it grew into what, what essentially I'm doing now. I mean, from that one little gesture, it grew into um, something that I decided that um, instead of hand, hand writing them out, I decided that I should typeset them. And silk, you know, and then I thought, well, the best way to get them on, uh, I, I, I definitely wanted to get them on canvas. I thought a joke on canvas. I wanted to get them on a very traditional art support. I mean, that was my thinking, to, to, to kind of like take this type of subject matter and, and uh, kind of neutralize it, neutralize the, um, the bravado, the, the um, neutralize the, uh, um, the non-art subject matter with an art subject support. So I thought, well, the most conservative thing I could put them on was a stretcher bar and a canvas. And that was all it was, that's all it was to it. I mean, there was no more thinking beyond that. There was no more idea. I just thought that that's where, that would um, satisfy and create a neutrality between the subject matter and its support, you know. And, and it sort of an, it would equalize it. It would, it would bring it. It would bring the canvas up a little and bring the joke down a little. Um, you know, because at that time, you know, the idea of painting to me was not very much of a big issue. And and also the idea of uh, avant-garde art wasn't a very big issue to me. I mean, that seemed kind of silly too. Um, I just wanted to have something kind of be normal looking. I mean, this idea of like presenting work in a normal way it goes all the way back to my first work. I mean, by presenting a, the, the photograph in its frame, you know, the idea of looking normal, you know, kind of, has always 
been something I've always tried to do. There was no, I mean, again, the jokes had nothing to do with the time to me. The jokes, I mean, if, the jokes come out of joke books. And these joke books are published as recently as, you know, this year. These jokes have been told and retold and told over and their variations and they've been, been told for, you know, years and years. I mean, they don't, I don't really, again, I, it's not an, um, an, an investigation into the sociological implications of a joke. I mean, I don't know whose jokes they are. Again, I don't know if, I, I, I see jokes as fairly authorless. I don't see them associated with any one person. Um, jokes, you know, jokes are just things that exist. Um, if they have to do with a certain amount of time, then I, I'm not aware of that. I'm not aware that they're 1930, 1940, 1950. Um, uh, and I'm not aware of, like, for instance, I know that people say the cartoons come from certain like Playboy or New York. I'm not aware of that. You know, the cartoons, they come out of, you know, cartoon anthologies when I see them. Or they come out of, uh, I mean, most of the cartoons came out of the latest magazine that was published. And, and, and most of the jokes come out of like the latest um, you know, I don't know if people are aware of it, that a lot of the jokes come out of the biker magazines. There's a whole, you know, there's two pages of jokes in every biker magazine. Um, there's jokes in all these magazines. There's cartoons in all these magazines. So, um, I don't really, res I mean, I don't care whether, you know, I don't think it's important to know where they kind of come from anyway. I, I don't even think about it. And I don't choose, I mean, I choose them, I mean, it's just, it's, um, it's just instinctive choose. I mean, if, if for every 12 I would choose, someone would choose another 12. Some of them make me laugh. Um, some of them have to do with the way the language, I mean, I see them as sentences too. I've always seen the jokes as purely as sentences. You know, they're, they're, it, there's, you know, sentence, there are, there are no sentences written like jokes. Um, just the way the language is constructed, sometimes it's interesting. Um, the logic of them um, are interesting to me. Uh, and some of them, yeah, sure, they're funny. And some of them are, um, I don't know what makes me choose one over another. Some of them are definitely autobiographical, I guess. Has to do with me. Or, I th or what, I th what I would think um, is, is a part of me, or I would like to be a part of me, or what I would like someone to think is a part of me. Um, some of them are, you know, a complete smokescreen, I suppose, something to hide behind. Uh. Well, the hoods fit in simply because they're, again, a way of paint. You know, I, I decided to paint something that was already painted. And they came after the cartoons. And uh, I'd always been interested in, 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 in making an, a, a painting, but. Um, they were um, they were probably the thing that um, is most confusing to people. But again, they come from the you know they, they, again they're part of the magazine. These are parts that you can order from the back of car magazines, you know. And I, I 
I've always recognized in the street the way certain streetcars get painted, you know, prime, flaked, striped, uh, numbered, what you can do to certain cars, I mean, how certain cars get painted street, street-wise, street kids paint. And I've always liked the way it looks, and, uh, and I thought that um, if I was going to paint something, I'd like to paint something that gets painted in very specific non-fictional ways. So I decided to order some, of them. and since you know you can just order them from the back of magazines, I ordered them and squared them off and mounted them. And they kind of look like a painting. I mean, they kind of like look traditional, rectangular. And, but yet, when I paint them, I paint them in a way in which um, has to do with the way they get painted on the street. And uh, I'm just using, you know. Um, You know, they, it's it's like another channel of meaning. You know, it's like an under undercoat. I mean, under the painting, it has this kind of like other type of lifestyle in it, um, because it's a specific car. The hood comes from a specific car, and the car might come have starred in a specific movie, um, and it goes on and on. You know, it's it's a way of um, again, it's a way of talking to people in the end. It's a way of, um, you know, there's certain information that's shared out there that's, um, that's, it's not underground information, it's just shared information that you just say, yeah. It's information where all of a sudden you don't have to talk about it, to know that you know something that someone else knows and you've shared it, and you've both had a similar experience with that information. Um, if uh, you know, it's it's a lot of my work is it's it's about sitting around at a table and talking about the movie Bullet. I mean, that's really what my work is is ultimately about. It's that kind of experience. It's it's not. It's it's a. Um, and it's just a kind of like. Nodding of the head of oh yeah. There was a, you know, it was 1967 Mustang and a 1969 Charger in that. And that 1969 Charger showed up in blue velvet. And Dennis Hopper was driving it. And oh yeah, in Vanishing Point there was a 1970 Challenger. And that kind of information is, um, um, If, if, if you know about it, 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 it means something to, to, to me. Um, anyway, I gotta go.
two psychiatrists talking and one says to the other. And I was having lunch with my mother the other day, and I made a Freudian slip. I meant to say, please pass the butter. And it came out, you fucking bitch, you ruined my life. So what's going on? Are there some museum people and everything and they made that what do you think that's about well I think it's about I think it's about consumerism and it's about food and it's about wanting nice packages and wanting food inside it Do it somewhere where people can just see things without pretense. It's cool. It's really it's much nicer. It makes the art more important than the, the, the vibe that a gallery sort of says this is good art or this is bad art because it's attached to a gallery, you know? Is there any jokes in there you specifically like? Uh, yeah, um, I really liked uh, the truck driver joke. That was, uh, it was a favorite. And, uh... What do you think his work's about? Um... Cynicism. <laughs> no, I like it. It just says something to me, and, you know, I just appreciate the, uh, humor in his work. And I think it's... You know, I think there are messages in there, but I'm reflecting into it. <laughs>
I don't like to say who I am. Um, how long have you known Richard? Uh, two years. And uh, actually, I met him a long time ago. Actually, he he woke me up once. That's how we met. How, what do you uh, what do you think about this house, and uh, how do you think it fits into the context of this movie? Well, I think that, you know, he, uh, I think it's pretty good, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I saw some of his work in the studio, it's good to see it like, in, like this, it's a good idea, I think he's done something pretty good. As a photographer, what do you think of re-photography as an art form? It's a great idea. And why do you like it? I just think it's a great idea. And, and it was Richard's reality anyway. It all makes sense to me. I mean, I sort of got my reality, and he was basically doing the same thing. Actually, we, we do basically the same thing. You know, his reality was just, uh, uh, he was in a room with, uh, with magazines. And I was in a room with a few people, uh, you know, uh, doing something else. We were both closed up and we were both in rooms. My parents kept me in a closet for years. Till I was 15, I thought I was a suit. 